Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. It is officially Valentine's Day as of this moment of recording. It's Wednesday night. I am super cozy, actually. I'm recording this from home. Normally, I'm at the office and I record in the middle of the day, but I brought my equipment to the house this evening, and I'm recording from home on this super, um, I want to say special evening, but honestly, I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day, personally. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, 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 it's super commercial, and it's just, you know, there's always a lot of pressure on this day. Like, you have to have a partner. You have to be in a super relationship. Uh, if you're not in a relationship, you're going to have a hard time. You have to find someone to go out with. Or if you are in a relationship, you have to do something super extra special and go out to eat and da da da. I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of pressure for, yeah, for for a day when, you know, it's supposed to be about love, but every day should be love day. Um, so yeah, if you love Valentine's Day, no offense or anything like that. Actually, me and Dennis went out to dinner last night. We got a babysitter, um, had dinner, spoke about life. It was really, really, really nice. And tonight, I don't know if it's in the spirit of Valentine's Day. Normally, he's not a fan at all. He doesn't like to celebrate um anything <laughs> really he's not a celebrating uh, type of person um but today he told me he's decided he's going to cook me dinner which is uh, it's just a little bit terrifying <laughs> i don't know what's going on and the thing about my my uh, my husband is he's um he's very scattered and he's uh he's very slow in his in his movements and his actions and it's in his speech he's just he takes his time for everything he's never in a hurry never in a rush doing anything or going anywhere and he's the master of procrastination i think it's just a combination of him being a man and from the caribbean um so whenever he actually goes grocery shopping if he does which is pretty rare i have to But when I put things in a list, I have to list them in the order of how he finds them in the grocery store. So at the very top, I have to say, okay, this is the grocery store you're going to. And then I have to think about each aisle and how he will move through the store. Because if I don't do that, he just runs like a crazy person from one side to the other side of the store, just looking for things. Like he'll walk back and forth a gazillion times and it just takes him forever. But tonight he's planning some special sort of vegan dinner he said that he's gonna cook and he never cooks so he says okay I'm going to the grocery store I'll be back in just a second I just I had a couple of things to pick up that was two and a half hours ago <laughs> the man is still grocery shopping it's 7 40 p.m <laughs> on Valentine's Day and he's not back from the grocery store yet and it's just oh god I love I love this man to death we'll probably eat at around 11 and uh, I know there's going to be a lot of love in this meal whatever whatever he cooks me um but it's good because it gives me time and space just to sit here and and, and talk to you also I uh, just put the baby to bed so I have my monitor right next to me uh in case you hear a baby crying that's Lea Luna um, but for this for this podcast episode, damn, I have a lot of things I want to talk about. Actually, I, I feel really scattered in this moment. Um, these past couple of days, I've been kind of, well, maybe I should begin with, yeah, from the heart. I mean, it's from the heart. So in this moment in time, how am I feeling, speaking from the heart? Um, I'm feeling really good. Really, really, really good. I feel oftentimes when I'm recording the podcast, I want to vent about something or I want to get something off my chest or I'm diving into some intense storytelling or, you know, I'm usually pretty fired up when I'm, when I'm recording these episodes. But right now, I'm feeling really content and really, really quiet and, and kind of just happy to be where I am. I have a, a pretty big glass of wine by my side. <laughs> 
Uh, I drink Sauvignon. We drink at, at the house Sauvignon Blanc from uh, Marlboro in New Zealand. That's like our go-to wine. I've lit candles. I've brought all the dogs in the room with me. It's raining outside. It's rains in Aruba. It never happens. These past couple of weeks, it's been raining a lot. It's been really gray and lots of clouds, lots of rain, and I love it. It's just, oh, it's it's a really nice break in a you know when you live in a place where the sun shines 365 days out of the year. So. I'm feeling content. I'm feeling happy to be here. Um, but the past couple of days, I have been sort of, not fighting, but I have been spending a lot of time uh, dealing with some upset comments from some upset people in a variety of different ways. And I've spoken about this before. I mean, many times this is a question that comes up a lot, you know, how to deal with negativity through social media and things like that. Um, but we actually have a, a policy here uh, over at, at Island Yoga and Yoga Girl headquarters where every person that writes us gets a response. Every single person. Unless, you know, it's like spam or uh, just stupid brands wanting to to do stupid marketing or, or ads and stuff like that. Um, everybody gets a, a personal response. And we actually, we invest a lot of time and money and resources making sure that every person that writes us with a personal issue or a question um, hears back. And I used to do all of this work myself back in the day. I spent so much time every single day just responding to personal inquiries. And it could be everything from, um, you know, people wanting to ask advice or wanting, um, you know, questions answered about the yoga practice, things like that, to really intense, um, deep questions about, you know, life and loss and people moving through different sort, kinds of pain and and I get that all the time. Uh, I think there's something about me sharing my pain with the world. Uh, people resonate with that. And then, you know, sometimes want to reach out and share their own story or ask for help and support. Um, I don't have the time anymore to personally re respond to every single one because we get hundreds of emails every single day. So I have people on my team uh, that help me that do really, really, really well. And some things um, we have kind of like a, not a copy pasted thing, but we have kind of like a base where we, um, if we want to forward people to finding classes online, if they're asking about that, or if we want to, uh, you know, someone is asking about a retreat, we forward them to the website because that's where you book that sort of stuff. But when it comes to personal, personal inquiries, uh, everyone gets a response and it's drafted by someone who genuinely cares, right? So we have two girls on the team right now that, that do this pretty much full time. Um, and usually we get responses back where people are just super grateful that someone is on the other end uh, of this type of email exchange and actually responding to them from the heart. So little bits of advice or little words of wisdom or just hearing from someone else saying that, you know what, I've been there too. I know what that feels like and you're not alone. Um, it's a, for me at least, it's a really important thing that, uh, that we keep that connection and that anyone who is in this community who feels like they want to reach out and they want to ask for help, that they at least have someone on the other end of that line uh, to connect with. And that's something I really want to expand upon. And it's part of a really big, exciting thing that we're launching uh, soon, soon that I, I can't get into too much. Um, but the past couple of days, I have been kind of dealing with some some angry people emailing us. And I don't get that a lot. <laughs> so it's an, it's an interesting change. And then I have, you know, my girls on the team, they're like, okay, wait, how do we respond to this kind of stuff? So for instance, there was a, if you listen to last week's podcast, I did the podcast with Dennis. Dennis is getting increasingly candid, increasingly um, not giving a shit about anything he says, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so we had a very just honest conversation, the same way we would have a conversation if we were sitting on the couch drinking a glass of wine. And there's something about that that's 
awesome. And that's really how I want this podcast to go. And it's also how we live our lives. Like we're very transparent and we're normal human beings. We're not going to get it right every time. Uh, and there was a couple of things that came out of Dennis's mouth in last week's podcast that made people upset. Um, I think specifically his views at being a man and him talking about the Me Too movement and uh, talking about sexual consent and these sort of things. And he grew up in a very different way and doesn't always, um, yeah, doesn't fully get what it's like to be on the other side of this conversation as a woman. But he's trying his best, right? He's really, really trying his best. I thought he did a great job in the last conversation we had. And I feel like every time we talk about this, there's a new side of him or a new part of learning or a new insight that he shares with me as well. And he's also, I can really tell in his conversations with his friends and if we watch something on TV or in a movie, he's now picking up on things uh, that he never even noticed before. You know, little bits of speech or how he talks to his guy friends when they chat with each other or, you know, st stuff like that, that he just used to be pretty mindless about. Is He's not very conscious of it. So I'm really, really, really proud of him for that. But we got a couple of emails from last week where people were upset about his idea of sexual consent and what it means. Um, and just how he grew up compared to what it's like, of course, having to be, having been on the other end of actual sexual abuse. Um, so I was responding to that and trying to really, you know, put myself in these women's shoes and answer from a beautiful place, um, you know, without putting Dennis down in any way, because he's just who he is and he speaks from the heart fully. Uh, and he's a awesome human being, the best person that I know, uh, with genuinely only good intentions. And I think, at least from my perspective, it's important that we have these conversations out loud. If we have to, there were a couple of moments in last week's podcast where I was like, oh my God, I feel like we're treading into like politically incorrect water. I don't know if this, like these words are okay to use. I don't know, you know, are, are we going to get all this hate mail now? Um, and if we live our lives that way, like really, you know, have to be super, super careful not to upset anybody, we're going to end up not saying anything at all. And we're going to end up not having these conversations in public at all. And we're not going to learn and we're not going to grow and we're not going to fix these things. So we're going to continue speaking from the heart and, and having these conversations the way we do. Um, but I was kind of putting out a little bit of fires here and there, and I had to go a little bit deeper into some explanation of like, no, 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 like that's not at all what he meant. You know, what he meant was this. Or, um, And then I got, I got an email from a woman that was really upset calling me an ageist, which is the first time I've ever been accused of that in my entire life. Uh, and it's absolutely not at all who I am, like at all, at all, at all. But I had mentioned something about like an older man who was at the side of the road who was selling coconuts and he grabbed the straw like right where I had to put my mouth and I was just really grossed out by it. But I was grossed out by the fact that, you know, he didn't have it like a place to wash his hands. And I know like he just pees in the bushes and then hands out coconuts. You know, I wasn't grossed out by the fact that he was an older man. I was grossed out by the fact that he was kind of gross. <laughs> but I, I don't know how many of these emails I answered just today and yesterday about people that just were like kind of upset and kind of about things. And here's the thing, you know, you cannot please everyone. There's always going to be people that have, that disagree with what you say, that are going to be rubbed the wrong way with what you say. And all of that is actually a good thing. I, I'm not so interested in being in a community of just yay sayers you know where we all agree with everything each that, that we say and we just don't have any real discussions but it's just this kind of vanilla conversation like that's not exciting that's not interesting I want this discussion and some fire and some passion and for people to be able to voice their opinions and and have this growth happen so it's a really interesting place at least for me to be in because I'm also really bad <laughs> This is uh, speaking very much from the heart. I'm really bad at 
people not liking me. I'm bad at at accepting the fact that not everybody's going to like me. And I have had many moments in my life where I have bent over backwards, like tried to change so many things about who I am for someone else to accept me or for someone else to invite me to the group or for someone else to like me and be my friend. Only to realize, of course, that's going to come back around in the end, uh, that I've betrayed myself in several ways just to fit in or to kind of arrive at someone else's expectation of who I should be. And I'm really done with that. I, I really <laughs> arrived at a place where I can genuinely say I'm done faking it for anyone at all. And that's a really hard thing to do when you live your life in the public eye and when you live your life sharing so much of your life uh, through social media and, and you know, to, to the world and people who don't actually know you. Because it means sometimes there's going to be a side of me that comes through that not everybody's going to like, right? I had a, another podcast recording a couple of weeks ago where I was talking about jealousy and cattiness and I shared sides of me and how I worked through some really hard stuff in my past where I was catty with other women and where I was jealous and where I was trying to kind of keep everything for myself. And those are not attractive qualities. Like those are not things that I'm proud of to share at all. Um, but I feel really good opening up about them. I, I feel really heavy and full of pressure if I have to pretend to be this perfect person who says the right thing and does the right thing all the time because it's just not who I am it's not who anybody is and I get the feeling a lot that that's the side of ourselves that we portray always to the outside world and to social media like look at me and how great of a person I am or look how great I look when I wake up in the morning or look how adventurous my life is and uh, look how much I'm donating to charity and look how much you know I'm, I'm so exciting and and awesome and beautiful and perfect in so many ways and then there's parts of our vulnerability there's parts of um, let's say the the less beautiful sides of us that are easier to share than others like that's that's also definitely true um, my least favorite thing right now, and I have a lot of triggers in social media. Oh my God. So many of them. I'm really, oh, I'm really not like a commenting person. I'm not a scrolling commenting, like looking through all other people's stuff like crazy, but as it, things pop up in my feed, like, you know, that's how I, uh, how things come my way. And something that's triggering me like crazy now that I'm really trying to work with on my end, um, is this trend of kind of, uh, vulnerability or honesty or, uh, you know, whatever that's, that's kind of around, which is great. But when it's not a hundred percent genuine, um, let me give you an example. So like, there's a girl that I follow. I don't know her personally. She's just some sort of influencer person. She seems like a fun person. Uh, I have nothing against her, but she's clearly like a super gorgeous model, like beautiful human being, like really, I mean, physically attractive, like super attractive girl. And she posts a photo of herself in the morning and she has this perfect beach hair and perfect flawless skin. And she just, she looks awesome, super awesome. And then she has a caption about like, oh, you know, I wasn't going to post this because, uh, because I wasn't wearing makeup and, you know, but go women, go being natural, go, go, you know, showing your imperfections, uh, here's to being brave or something like that. And I look at this photo and I'm like, oh my fucking God, like this, I don't see what's brave about sharing that at all. And then I feel bad for thinking that I'm like, well, wait, maybe that is like a huge moment for her. Maybe she's only posting photos of herself when she's super made up and makeup. And like, this was a big thing, but didn't feel genuine. I don't know. And then I'm wondering, is that my own <laughs> like inability to always be genuine that comes up in me and that's why I feel triggered? 
I just had this feeling of like, oh my God, look at what a beautiful photo I just took of myself. Let's emphasize the fact that I'm not wearing any makeup and then use that as a way for me to like be a crusader for natural living and, you know, flawless, no makeup life. Oh, that's my baby crying. <laughs> One second. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. After years of not wearing bras, from not feeling comfortable in them and not being able to find a good fit, I can finally say I have found the game-changing lingerie brand. Ladies listening, you deserve a bra that offers this amazing comfort too, and you can now find the perfect one from Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that are super comfortable and that make you look and feel great. Third Love offers bras in sizes AA through G. Did you know that most old school bra brands only carry 15 sizes? Well, Third Love has 60 sizes, including half cup sizes not offered by anyone else. If you're not sure about your proper size, you can chat with a fit specialist or take the 60 second fit finder quiz as you shop from the comfort of your own home. Say goodbye to those awkward fitting room experiences. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Try a Third Love bra today and you might even forget you're wearing it. If you don't agree, returns and exchanges are always easy and free. This year, make the change that will change the way you think about bras. Go to thirdlove.com slash heart and get the perfect fitting bra and 15% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heart. Thirdlove.com slash heart. Yeah, I'm back. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There, there's something about that that I, I, I find... <sighs> The thing is, true vulnerability is always hard. Um, it's always hard. It's always going to mean sharing a piece of your heart or a piece of yourself that's difficult to share, that you're not used to putting forward. It's going to require this intimacy and this rawness. Um, and at least to me, it has so much more to do than, um, you know, just posting a photo of yourself without makeup, even though you look clearly like perfect and awesome, you know, so... There's uh, certain people that I follow on Instagram and that I follow on social media that are just totally rocking this raw, like total truthful uh, vulnerability. One of them is one of my favorite people in the whole world, Jen Pasteloff. If you don't follow her already, please do. Um, and, and, and she's always an inspiration to me. Specifically, she has a hashtag called No Bullshit Motherhood. We also did a podcast, one of the first podcasts ever a pretty long time ago. Um, and she will post like the true genuine, like, look at the fucking mess that is my house right now, you know, or like, look at my belly hanging over my jeans right now. Like, look at this kind of like unattractive part of my life. Like, I wish I had a bigger house that wasn't a super mess. Like, I wish I had all this stuff, but this is what it is right here, right now. It's messy. It is what it is. And of course, those types of posts are not going to generate a whole bunch of likes. They're not going to generate this huge engagement of like, oh my God, you know, random people that see that post are not going to start following her because they feel inspired by what she's saying unless they already know who she is or unless they actually take the time to read the fucking caption. And that's the thing. We live in this society, especially in the online world, where we don't take the time to read anything. We don't take the time to actually pause and stop and drop in with anything. And I know when it comes to Jen, like when she shares stuff like that, like she just loses followers. Like that's just, just what it is. And for me, I, I struggle with walking that fine line because, and here's also the thing, there's parts of my life where I don't have that mess at all. Like I'm messy in other ways, but, uh, you know, I don't have that space of like, oh, you know, because here's another thing that I don't actually talk about a lot because I'm a little or a lot ashamed of it. Uh, we have a full-time maid at the house. 
holy shit, <laughs> I'm saying it out loud. Uh, we have a full-time maid at the house and I'm always like, I don't know, I feel very privileged to have that because we never, ever, ever lived that way when I was growing up. Dennis definitely did not live that way growing up. Um, Dennis comes from super humble beginnings. Me, I, I was raised by a single mom, like my dad wasn't present and she super struggled my whole life growing up. Uh, and then I had this other side of life where I had a dad that was wealthy that I never saw. Like, you know, we didn't come from a space like that at all. Uh, and now me and Dennis, we, we, we do, we have a, a, a girl, she, her name is Yahaira. She's super sweet, super unorganized. She drives me crazy sometimes, but she's here at the house five days a week, uh, a couple of hours every single day. So that's the decision that I made for myself about a year, I don't know, two years ago. Uh, we were super busy traveling all the time, working super, super, super hard. And I realized we would have someone, oh no, it was one year ago. We would have someone come once a week to help out with like the big cleaning of stuff and you know, like the big kind of clean out of the whole house once a week. Uh, but we could afford to have someone every day. And we also live in a country where the culture is totally normal to have a live-in maid. Most people we know have a person that actually lives in the house, um, which I really didn't want. So we decided to make that investment for ourselves because one, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Like it gives me so much peace of mind to be, to know that I can, you know, go work my ass off or lead a 23 day teacher training and that the house is not going to be a goddamn mess when I come home because my husband is the messiest person in the universe. Um, so it's just, it provides me with a lot of space to just really focus on what I really want to do, which isn't cleaning every day. And yes, I spent a lot of time picking up after Dennis and the baby and always cleaning, organizing, putting stuff away, fixing something. But we have a person who's here every day. And for me, it's been this kind of like, oh, I feel so like ickily privileged, 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 Oh my God, is this glass of wine bigger than I thought? <laughs> I feel so privileged uh, that I'm kind of embarrassed about it. So I don't say anything. And it's a conscious thing that I kind of don't like about myself, right? So whenever I'm sharing like little Instagram stories or snippets online, like if she's in the house, I consciously don't show her because I don't want to get bullshit comments from people saying that I'm stuck up and rich and snobby because I have a person who helps us clean the house. So there's parts of that where I don't. And then I'm thinking like, well, fuck, why can't I be more like Jen and just be honest with the sides of me that maybe aren't super attractive to the outside, but they make me who I am, right? There's a part of me that really enjoys having that privilege. Otherwise, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't be, you know, exercising that privilege right now if it wasn't something that felt valuable to me. Um, and I, and I want to go way deeper toward that space in my whole life and also in what I portray to the outside world. But showing an ugly side of yourself or showing a less attractive side of yourself, whether it's this privilege that I'm embarrassed of or whether, you know, for Jen, if it's like a messy house or, or whatever, for someone else, it could be just showing your body the way your body is. Um, that's something that I try to do all the time, like all the time, as much as I, as much as I can, <laughs> just showing my body the way it is. And I used to be so conscious about, you know, only posting the perfectly angled photos where I looked the skinniest or the fittest and, and, and whatnot when I just started posting to social media. Uh, and then I, I let go of that pretty quickly, which I'm, I'm happy about. And specifically after having the baby, I try to share that normal side of my body that it isn't super fit anymore. Like I'm probably 10 kilos, whatever, 20 something pounds. Uh, I don't have a scale, so I, I don't know exactly. But yeah, for sure don't fit into the jeans that I had pre-baby and I'm probably never gonna. And sometimes that's a struggle for me 
uh, like sometimes I wish, like I look at a photo of myself from before, like, oh God, like oh, it was kind of a nice feeling to just feel super fit and thin and all that stuff. Uh, and then I need the reality check of like, hey, like I am pretty awesome the way I am right in this moment, right here, right now. And showing a photo of myself where I'm in this super flattering angle or you know, it's not real. So a couple of weeks ago, actually, Dennis took a photo of me and the baby. We were in the pool uh, and it was a really flattering angle. I think, I don't know. I was having like a good body day <laughs> and I got so many comments from people that were like, oh my God, you look so amazing, flawless. Wow. What an inspiration. You lost all the baby weight. Holy shit. You know, and then I'm looking at myself like in the mirror and I'm like, well, I don't actually look like that photo. <laughs> like that's cool and all. Doesn't really feel awesome either to get hundreds of comments from people saying, oh my God, you look amazing now um, in a photo that doesn't actually reflect how you look. And it also means that, oh, well, everything else that I share, does that mean you don't think that I'm amazing then, but now I am because I look skinnier? No, fuck that noise. So immediately following that photo, I had to post like a normal photo of my belly with stretch marks and scars and belly flab and, and whatnot, uh, just to kind of set the record straight because it didn't sit well with me. Uh, having people think that I have this like super fit body now when it's not just not the case you know and then of course I know there's gonna be people listening now they're like oh my god you do have a great body compared to me blah 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 like the point is not how we look physically right the point is not how much we weigh or we step on the scale what the numbers on the scale says the point is just how we feel about who we are so for me, if I compare myself to my pre-baby body or a couple years before that, yeah, like I was super toned, super fit, like abs and the whole shebang. I still didn't think that I was good enough body-wise. Like even in my skinniest days, I kind of always thought that I could, I should be a little skinnier. Like I wasn't really good enough. I would still hold my belly in for photo shoots and shit like that. You know, it's has really, and now I look at those photos and I'm like, oh my God, I was so skinny. Why did I not appreciate this pre-baby body that I had? Uh, I didn't. And maybe in a couple of years from now, I'm going to look back at this moment in my life, like this exact moment right now, recording this podcast, thinking, damn, I was so beautiful then. Why didn't I appreciate it then in the moment? So I'm totally super working on that. One, really appreciating my body the way it is now and finding that self-love for the way I am in this moment in time right here, right now. And also being vulnerable enough um, to share my body in the ways that I don't find the most attractive all the time, to not always show those, you know, the better angle or the better lighting or the better filter or whatever, but just to be totally real and and transparent and it's a really challenging thing to do but it's part of what I'm really committed to doing and for some reason there's parts of it that are easier than others so for me whenever I'm experiencing a moment of pain like deep genuine like real pain I can always share that in the moment and it's I don't know if it's because I've been doing it for so many years um, it just it's a part of my healing process now that when I go through something really shitty, I write about it and writing helps me heal. And when I share it, uh, I connect with people that have gone through or are going through the same thing, which is another big portion, another big as aspect of healing. So that type of vulnerability for me is easy. Um, so I also have this very sensitive radar for when people are faking it and I can't deal with that shit. I, I don't know. And I know just saying that there's going to be people that are going to be all upset and like, you know, we should accept everyone for who they are. La, la, la. Of course, everyone should be accepted for who they are. Definitely. But it's up to me, you know, who I follow on Instagram. I don't have to follow people that trigger me or that, at least in my point of view, 
aren't sharing a genuine side of life. So yeah, what I just said was one one trigger is that kind of semi-fake vulnerability, that semi-fake, like, look at how real I'm being now, but actually I'm not really, you know, <laughs> I'm just wanting to be real, but you know, it's not really what's truly real here. Um, that's a super trigger for me, which for sure means I have shit to work on there. Definitely. I know that. I know that. Um, another trigger for me, which I know you already know, uh, is the, the, oh God, the perfect looking yoga person in their perfect looking yoga pants, sharing their perfect looking advanced yoga poses paired with a perfect quote, perfected and written by someone else. <laughs> That shit drives me fucking insane. It drives me up the wall. And I don't know. And I'm really trying to breathe acceptance into the space. And like, yes, you know, because I was also part of creating that movement years and years ago, the the yoga Instagram thing. And and I get to some people that's super inspiring. And, you know, what if I could take my body to that place? I just think it's bullshit. <laughs> oh my God. Am I am I drunk? No. <laughs> Wait, let me. Let me have another sip of wine and then I'll tell you. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Vitamins and supplements are the best ways to ensure you're meeting your body's nutritional needs. I spent countless hours researching the best vitamins to supplement my own diet. And I know just how challenging it is to wrap your head around the information out there. The vitamin aisle can feel overwhelming, especially when tackling it alone. Well, now there is a better way. Care of is a new kind of vitamin company that offers vitamin packs tailored to your exact needs. On TakeCareOf.com, breeze through a fun questionnaire about your diet and health goals and arrive in minutes at a personalized list of the best natural supplements for your unique body. Each vitamin is described in detail, the ingredients and how they're processed, listed benefits, the honest results of case studies, all easily displayed alongside your recommended dose. Recommendations are based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists. It's like having a one-on-one -on -one nutritionist without even leaving your house. Once you review and confirm your order, your first monthly shipment is on its way. Once you review and confirm your order, your first monthly shipment is on its way. Your supplements come in personalized grab-and-go daily packs, making your routine super easy. Recurring monthly orders mean you never have to miss a day. You can modify your subscription at any time as well. My Care of Daily Pack includes adaptogens and energy boosters that are super helpful for me as a businesswoman and a mom. Just two vitamins a day and I feel the difference. Well, feel it for yourself as well. For 50% off of your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code HEART. That's 50% off of your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins when you visit TakeCareOf.com and use the promo code HEART. TakeCareOf.com, promo code HEART. Yeah, um, I I call bullshit. I honestly, genuinely call bullshit because I think we have a bigger responsibility to the world to do really good things with our influence and to do at least better things than to every single day post an impossible photo with your impossible looking perfectly skinny body in your perfect yoga pants that a brand is paying you to show and then copy-paste some fucking Dalai Lama quote. Like, honestly, and I don't know how to inspire that change with other people. I really don't know. I, 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 maybe, maybe there's no need, change needed. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who, who's triggered by this and who would like to see another trend take place and for this to kind of die out. But I am really triggered by this 
perpetrating this idea that yoga is only for a certain type of people right? You have to be really skinny to practice yoga. You have to be super flexible. You have to be able to put your body in advanced poses. You have to be white. <laughs> you know, you have to be, you have to be this yoga person to do yoga, which is total shit. It's just not the case. Like yoga is genuinely for everyone. And the more of that shit that we see on covers of magazines and in social media and, and everywhere, you know, the, the less regular, normal day-to-day -day people are going are gonna to make their way to the mat because they're not going to feel included in this super valuable practice that everybody needs so deeply, so badly. And yes, of course, some people just happen to, to look the way they look. Like, yes, I am a white person. Like, I'm a flexible person. I can do advanced stuff with my body still. Uh, I am the way I am. But I think at least I try to bring forth a little bit of, you know, humanity <laughs> into what I share, which means it's not all fucking butterflies and rainbows. It's not. You know, no matter, it's just, it's just not, there's going to be shitty times in life that I can genuinely speak about knowing that me talking about those difficult things is going to inspire other people and they're going to connect to that. Right. And then sharing that, yeah, I use yoga as a tool to overcome heavy shit, whether it's pain in my body or pain in my heart. I use yoga as a tool to get there and I couldn't touch my toes when I started. Some days right now, I have struggled fucking touching my toes. But there is a raw, big, beating heart here that, that struggles, like, all the fucking time. I struggle with so much. And the more I make myself look like this struggle-free person, like, oh, look, look how life is so easy for me because all I do is live this perfect life and, and travel and I'm so content and, and fulfilled, at least to me, in my book, the less inspiring I'm going to be. So... I just want to surround myself with people that have that ability to be truly genuine. And it's going to require this big moment, this big leap of faith, right? It is going to require losing some fucking followers, for sure. Like, I am I'm in that place right now, like, where, I mean, the past year, I think, uh, I used to have this kind of insane social media growth because I really focused on showing, you know, only the really beautiful, positive stuff. I mean, this is years ago, but still... And now I know if I share something truly genuine and truly vulnerable, like everything goes down in terms of social media numbers, but my heart goes up, the community goes up, like the, the true connection to why we're all here doing this together, like that's increased because we need more of that vulnerable space. There's just, there's just no other choice. And part of this is, and this is also, I, I want to do like a whole episode on this topic, but I know I'm going to get so much hate mail and I'm going to have so many upset people and I'm kind of a little, yes, I just said, I know, I just said it's good that we have these conversations, but I also don't like to be attacked. But um, as we all know, there is, I don't know how many, there's an infinite amount of big corporate brands out there in the world who are willing to pay influencers big money to promote their product. And I'm sure, you know, if you're alive and you have any form of presence in social media, you're going to see this stuff around. You're going to know that this is the case. Um, I share sometimes through through Instagram story. I've shared a couple of instances in the past uh, months. One was a, a Me Too story that came up about a, a owner or a founder of a, one of a, one of the really big and very hip uh, yoga apparel companies right now uh, that's being promoted just left and right by fucking everyone and at least to me it doesn't sit right the fact that that the founder or the owner of that company is like a ginormous douchebag that just doesn't feel good to me at all I am also not 
in liberty to talk about that because that company has now currently right now sued several um, like influencers and yoga teachers across the world because they didn't share their you know the, the message that they want them to share something like that I don't know I'm not involved in this I'm just kind of tooting the horn a little louder <laughs> to raise more awareness. Uh, but the moment I started speaking about that, and I was only speaking about this company that I really just think is not practicing what they preach in any shape or form, just making a shitload of money off of people wanting to practice yoga. Suddenly I had all of these teachers that are promoting the brand getting really, really, really upset with me because they felt attacked by me, which wasn't at all my intention at all. Like I honestly, when I shared that, I, I didn't even think about those people at all. Um, I was just talking about the brand specifically, but of course, anyone who's promoting that brand then is going to feel like, you know, like they're attacked, which to me just feels like, hey, maybe it just means you should do a little more investigating in what goes on behind the scenes of this product that you're promoting like fucking crazy, right? And uh, yeah, I'll I'll save this for <laughs> another bigger episode in a, in a couple of weeks, but um, something that I, I share a lot and that I've been really serious about since I started this this whole social media, whatever thing you're supposed to call it, um, is I steer away from that type of marketing. And I always have, always, 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 always have. And it was just a decision I made really early on. Like it didn't feel genuine to me to turn this platform into, into this big ad or this big space for marketing. It just never felt genuine. Um, and then I had, I don't know, a couple of years into doing this, uh, my best friend passed away. I'm sure many of you listening uh, took part of that whole journey for me. So what was already a very personal, intimate thing that I was sharing from my life every day became this total heart opening, you know, gut wrenching process to survive, basically. Um, and I shared all of that very intimately through social media. And since that time in my life, uh, especially my, my Instagram account, it's become this absolutely sacred thing. And it has nothing to do with, with money because one, I don't, <laughs> I don't do ads. I don't do marketing on my Instagram account. I, I don't, I don't think you've ever seen. <laughs> I've done some couple, like a couple of, you know, very small things here and there. If it's been uh, furthering a really good cause, for instance, or if it's been like a friend who has a brand, I've, I've done little things here and there, but I never, like you never see ads and then marketing on my platform. And I could do a lot of that. Like, I, I don't know how many of those requests we get every week. It's it's too many to count. It's absolutely insane. Uh, I could make a lot, a lot, a lot of money if I chose to use uh, the platform, the Instagram platform as a, as a marketing space. But I, I don't because it never felt good. And especially after Andrea, after my, my best friend passed away, it became this thing where like, Jesus, I'm never going never gonna to turn this into a marketing platform for anything because this is my avenue to connect with people who've, who've walked with me and held my hand through this intense pain, right? Honestly, the, the community that I, that I had at that time and that's still present in my life today, and I know I'm speaking directly to many of you, like you carried me through that grief and through that pain. So I deeply, deeply cherish this community, all of us together. You know, if you're listening, you're part of that. Um, so I, I took this very strong stance anyway. Yeah. Again, it's like no marketing, no ads. Blah, blah, blah. So I turn everything down all the time. And that is something that I, I have decided to change this year and for a really amazing, amazing, amazing reason. Um, so let me, let me get a little bit deeper into that. Uh, I've kind of hinted <laughs> now for a couple of weeks that we're about to launch something super epic, super big, super cool. It's coming in a couple of months. You have to be a little more patient, but so part of this big, new, exciting launch is a really, really, really amazing initiative to help change the world. And that's the foundation of, of everything that I want to do. It's really 100% 
true. And if, if you've ever practiced with me, if you've ever met me, if you follow along on, on everything that we do, um, if, if it's not furthering a positive change in the world, whether it's for individuals or for the greater good and for humanity and for Mother Earth, then I'm not, I'm not going to do it. It's just that, that, that there's no point in that. So uh, being of service is, is absolutely at my core. And this new launch that we have, um, that's everything in the foundation of that. And while we were developing this whole new thing that's coming that I'll share more about later, uh, I, I got a couple of really big offers from some big companies. Uh, and I have an agent that I worked with for many years who just kind of casually forwarded it like, hey, I'm guessing this is a no, right? And this is also a no, and this is also a no, because we always turn everything down. And then I was in this meeting with a team like, oh, damn. And we were talking about how just how much money it's going to cost to set this new project up that we're doing. And we have another uh, initiative for kids here in Aruba that I'm starting this year. I want to open an orphanage here after a really horrific situation that happened on the island a couple of months ago where two kids died of abuse in, in their own home. Um, yeah, a lot of big causes, big picture things that, that, that I really want to do to help change people's lives. And it requires money. That's the thing. It requires funding. It requires a lot of money. Changing the world doesn't happen for free, right? And it requires influence. It requires people getting off their asses doing the work. It requires community. It requires funds and energy and time. And I was just casually mentioning that, like, oh, can you imagine if we would just do this stupid ad? You know, then we could use that money and put that here. And then someone on the team was like, well, like, fuck, like, why is it the case that all these big semi-shitty companies or maybe companies that aren't super focused on being of service or that aren't super focused on doing good things or, you know, wellness or healing or self-love, like they're in a totally different space, but they're the ones that sit on all the money, right? They're the ones that are sitting on these ginormous piles of cash. And it's also why the world looks the way it does because money rules the world. And right now the people that have the money are not the people that are doing the best things for the world. That's just, that's just what it is. And then I had this idea <laughs> and the idea was, well, what if we would create a whole brand new movement in when it comes to marketing and ads? And we would call it like karma marketing, or we would call it karma ads. We would call it something super specific where I, on my platforms, once in a blue moon or, I don't know, once a month or whatever, a couple times a year, however often it presents itself, uh, would choose to very consciously do product placement or marketing or ads or something through social media uh, and be able to be really transparent with that right? Completely transparent. So instead of saying like, oh, hey, hey, uh, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, hashtag namaste. Uh, these pants are from XYZ uh, hashtag ad. <laughs> you know, like that pose that you see that you're super inspired by where this girl in like a, a some sort of handstand uh, wearing some sort of clothing tagging that brand. Uh, and if she maybe, you know, hides it in some sort of other caption or talking about something else, it's still an ad, right? You're still looking at an ad. So when you're scrolling through Instagram, you're scrolling through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paid for ads by companies and by big corporations. And some of these companies are fucking shitty. <laughs> some of them are so shitty that it just fires me up that I can't tell you everything that I know about how shitty they are. But some of these companies are really, really, really shitty. And some of them, yeah, you kind of know that they're not great. Like there's companies that you know that don't do great things for the world. And there's companies that pose as if they're doing good things for the world or they pose as being a wellness company or into health or a yoga company or whatever but in their foundation it's just they're just they're from a purely commercial space to make money like that's it they're just taking advantage of everyone who's found love for this practice and 
what if there is a way to actually use the marketing money behind the companies, not the shitty ones, definitely not the shitty ones because you don't want to support them in any way, but by the ones that have the money but that don't necessarily resonate with what we do. That was my initial idea. So, um, and I'm going to be super transparent and I, I've been a couple times before. If I were to do ads uh, on, on Instagram or, you know, another platform or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, I would be able to not within the ad shared because it goes to with this brand messaging and how, how all the companies decided that they want to do their messaging. But I would be able to every single month say like, hey, we did this many ads for these types of companies that maybe aren't companies that I normally would share or talk about because maybe they don't do epic things for the world, but they're also not horrible, right? Because you liked that ad, because you elevated that ad or that super transparent marketing, we were able to donate this much money to this cause. We were able to start up this project, to fund this initiative, to support this foundation, to help people make a real change in the world and actually change people's lives. Like, would that be a possibility? <laughs> that, was, that was kind of my, my initial idea. Would I be able to say like, hey, here is an ad for, okay, I'm going to make something totally random up just by looking around my bedroom. Okay, so what if I would do an ad for dog food? <laughs> Ringo is lying on my bed. An ad for dog food. Maybe it's not the best dog food brand. Like maybe it's not a dog food brand that's like, it's not organic. Maybe they're not really super sustainable and they don't have this like holistic feel or, you know, it's not like a natural dog food brand. It doesn't really resonate. It's not something maybe that I would feed my dog, maybe. But it's also not like a horrible company, <laughs> right? It's not a company run by like a rapist. So what if I would do an ad for that dog food and I would share it through social media and I would say, hey, Make sure you super duper extra like this post and engage with this post because this post gives us $10,000 toward this foundation. Or this post gives us XYZ to put toward this initiative, toward this project, toward making a change in the world. So instead of being fed this kind of secret marketing, this marketing that poses as something inspirational, but it's not, it's actually just marketing. Um, and yes, it's good that, you know, influencers and normal people and yoga teachers can put food on the table at the end of the day. Like that's good and normal. I'm not at all hating on that. What I'm not loving are these big corporations behind all of that shit. You know, what are they actually doing with their money? What are they actually doing within that company? What if instead of that hidden marketing, it was something that was super transparent, totally like right there, you know, here is what we're able to do with the funds generated by this ad, Right. So that's kind of a decision that I've made <laughs> recently. Um, and in the coming months, like not tomorrow, but probably sometime soon, because I'm going to start evaluating these things a little bit deeper now, um, you might see some ads or some form of marketing pop up in my feed, right? Or in my uh, in my post. And it's never going to be hidden. It's never going to be fake. It's never going to be, you know, pretending like this isn't marketing. Never, ever, ever. And hopefully if the brand that we're, you know, promoting in that moment agrees, it will actually, I will actually be able to say in the specific post exactly how much money that one post will generate. So we'll be literally asking every single person who follows to like and engage and support that post, even if necessarily, you know, you're not a big fan of ads. Who the fuck is a fan of ads? No one likes ads in their feed. No. 
but if you know that that ad does something good in the end, right? It generates money that does good things. And I want to also start having conversations with these brands. Like, can you be more conscious about how you promote your product? If I am donating all the money that you provide us for this ad, uh, whatever, say that's $5,000. Like, are you able to match that donation from your end? And then in the end, we can give double that toward the foundation or toward this new project or toward whatever it is that we're, that we're furthering and that we're promoting. And I think that's a really important conversation to have and also to have with influencers and with the people that are posting these kind of random ads left and right, uh, you know, and there's no harm in in marketing on your online platform. Like, that's all okay. Like, that's a personal choice. I've chosen my whole life not to. Uh, other people do it all the time. Like, it's okay. But how conscious are influencers about what they're actually promoting, Right. Are you promoting a company that does good things for the world? Uh, if you have a choice, can you choose a more conscious company? Like, can you choose something that actually, you know, generates something good? And can you do that in a really transparent way and not try to think that, you know, people following you are dumb and stupid because they're, they're not. Like, we're really, we can be really conscious as consumers and also as consumers of information. So, um, if you see, yeah, a post by me, I don't know when... <laughs> I don't have anything lined up, but also if, you know, any interesting companies are listening right now and you want to do super conscious marketing where money is donated toward awesome things and awesome nonprofit causes, um, hit us up. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm hoping that maybe this, what if this would start like a whole exciting new type of movement in terms of marketing and social media? Like I would love that. What if every influencer out there uh, just looked for companies that do good things and just used the money, you know, that the ads generate to actually further really amazing projects, right? There's ways to there's ways to do that. There's ways we can all get together and make a change in the world. Like I really, 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 truly, truly believe that. And since making the biggest change requires having a lot of funds, I am also dedicated this year to making more money. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Trusting that that will be put to amazing and epic, epic, epic use. And let's see. Let's see where this social media marketing stuff... I'm kind of I'm nervous about it because I've never done it before. Um, but I'm excited about it too because it's kind of insane. <laughs> it's kind of insane. We have so many, you know, nonprofit foundations and missions. And, you know, with 109 World, our social mission foundation, we have missions going all over the world all the time. We have one in Puerto Rico coming up super soon. And it's just all we do is try to raise more funds, right? Because all of these projects saving like communities in need and helping change people's lives. It costs us money. And we're fighting and fighting and fighting because it's really hard. It's really hard to get people to donate to the right causes. It's really hard um, to make these foundations run. Like there has to be people working full time in the back of every foundation or, or it's not going to work. And these people, of course, need to get paid. Like it's a really challenging thing. And here I am, you know, turning money down every day. <laughs> like when I had that realization of like, damn, like that's kind of insane. So maybe there's a way to go, maybe there's a really balanced middle ground to walk where you can be transparent about it and not fake and totally genuine and whole um, and actually put that money to really good use. Like it makes me really excited. <sighs> So yeah, that's, that's where we are. That's where we are in that. I actually, I, I can hear Dennis downstairs now, which means it only took him three hours <laughs> to grocery shop. It's officially 8.30 PM on Valentine's day. And I think he's now like getting groceries out of the car. I, I'm, 
goddamn. I'm so in love with this man. And I think I'm going to go help him cook as well. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. My skincare routine was recently turned upside down after I discovered the most nourishing, goopy goodness that my face has ever had applied to it. Gwyneth Paltrow, founder of this magical line of skincare products, has finally delivered the high-tech formula we've been waiting for, and has fittingly named them Goop. Goop is my new favorite skincare ritual, and not just because of the name. The nurturing and powerfully organic properties of Goop will offer immediate and ongoing results to healthy, glowing skin. Goop skincare products are free of so many harmful chemicals that are found in a alarming numbers in most products out there, like parabens, petroleum, pesticides, artificial dyes, fragrances, and more. Other companies still test their products on innocent animals, but I trust knowing Goop never ever does. If you're looking to set your skin up for a good day and take your own morning ritual to the next level, the Goop by Juice Beauty Exfoliant Instant Facial does exactly what it sounds like it should. It instantly brightens and softens your skin to reveal your glowing, smoother-looking complexion. To follow up, the enriching face oil sinks in instantly, so it's never greasy and turbocharges any moisturizer that you lay on top. Goop is much more than a skincare product. It's a lifestyle brand offering high-performance, clinically proven wellness products that merge luxury formulas with certified organic ingredients. Check out goop.com to experience the Goop Glow for yourself. Go online to goop.com slash yoga girl to get these products and many, many more. That's goop.com slash yoga girl. Goop.com slash yoga girl. Um, so what I want to kind of end with... I mean, this is a really long, ongoing conversation, especially the part about influencers and, and marketing and ads and all this stuff. And honestly, I don't think I'm drunk. <laughs> I've had half a glass of wine, but this, this really fires me up. Uh, if anybody listening is fired up or excited by this conversation or triggered or, or whatever, um, I would super invite you to talk to me about it. And actually, it's much easier if it's not like a private email conversation. Um... <laughs> And also for, for my team, if someone else ever, if you send us an email and someone else answers you, please trust that it's a real human being writing your real answer. Um, but also to make it a little bit easier for everyone, uh, I'm super open to having these conversations and discussions in the comment section on Instagram, wherever I post about the podcast, for instance, because I know I'm, you know, this podcast, it's an hour of me talking very candidly into the microphone. You know, I'm not filtering or editing or doing anything here at all. And that's another piece as well. Um, the only platform ever, I mean, up until now that I've ever chosen to have any types of ads or marketing is this platform that you're listening to right now. It's this podcast. And that's also been a really interesting, interesting concept. Um, because when I when I first launched a podcast the very first time, you know, it costs money to produce. That's just what it is. And it kind of kind of costs a lot of money to produce this, this podcast. So it was either go out of pocket uh, or include one ad. That's how we started. And the producers that I work with, they were super surprised. I was like, well, I don't do any type of marketing. I don't do any type of ads. And they were like, well, that's... They didn't really understand the concept of like, why? Like, have you ever heard any podcast that doesn't have ads? Like, it's really common. Um, so we started with like one or two. And now, you know, most of these podcasts have three to four ads. Like, that's the max space. And I fill it every single month. And the ads in this podcast actually help pay for this whole entire, uh, you know, new launch of something really cool that we're doing that's coming in a couple of months. Um, and I feel really good about that because I started this platform out that way. Like the first episode you ever heard, there was an ad in there. So you're going to be totally 
trusting and knowing that, okay, here is, uh, there's going to be some marketing involved in me listening here. Uh, but you'll always be able to go to the Yoga Girl platform on Instagram and trust that it's completely genuine and that it's just unfiltered and, and you know, candid and really, really true and not going to be a, a platform full of ads. So I chose that. And actually, we haven't had any... I don't know, the, the, the ads and the, the sponsors of the podcast that we choose and I choose and handpick them every single month and it's only products that I use, it's only products that I stand behind. Um, of course, you know, <laughs> it's not like every single um, company that's ever been an, a sponsor of this show is like, you know, my best friend and the most epically conscious company in the whole wide world. Like, no, of course, like it's still, it's still definitely very much a commercial thing and, and just by listening to this podcast, you're aware of that, I know that. But it's transparent, right? It's real. It's very clear. Like, here is an ad coming your way. If you want, you can skip the 15 seconds, skip ahead. You know, it's like two clicks on your phone and the ad is gone and you just continue listening um, or not. So it's, it's, it's not an easy thing walking, walking this line, <laughs> walking, finding this balance between everything. And specifically, I find in yoga, it's a really hard thing to be an entrepreneur and be a businesswoman and do all of this within yoga. It's, it's, it's. It's not easy, but at least I'm an, I'm under the impression of at least being honest about the challenges and talking about the challenging stuff helps. I think everything that's transparent uh, and real and genuine, even if it's not always pretty and perfect, and even if it's not going to please everyone who listens, you know, it's going to actually take us genuine places, even if those places sometimes are difficult conversations that we need to have. So if you're listening, I love you. I am grateful for you, whether you're, you know, you're a person who sometimes sends me aggressive emails. I love you anyway. I love you all the time. I, I love the fact that I'm present in this community and that I have this ability to do good things. Now, thanks to you listening. If it wasn't for you taking part and listening and, you know, liking my posts and, and being here and taking my class and, and all that stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking that for granted. And I see you every day and I fully acknowledge you and I'm really grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope maybe this podcast has inspired you to, to be super conscious about what you see and what you consume and how you consume it, especially when it comes to, to social media and things that come our way online, because it's a lot of stuff. <sighs> Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to finish this last half, uh, half a glass of wine and go enjoy Valentine's Day with my husband. Um, wishing you a really beautiful week, a really beautiful day, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Huge thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thank you to my sponsors, Third Love, Take Care Of, and Goop. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.